I don't know why that chair suddenly. You guys may get like... me into doing this more often. I might. See, have isn't fun it kind with of fun listening yeah, to yourself? Yeah, I might have fun with you girls and just say, "I want to do this more often." Yeah, just for fun. Watch <laughs> out, Volkers. You think you're the only <laughs> podcast person? Little competition, um, exactly. literally. I'm Kristen. I'm Leanna, and I'm Dana. And this is Talking Cabernet, where we talk all things real estate, marketing, and culture. And occasionally we drink Cabernet, too. Talking Cabernet is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Michigan Real Estate, Northern Indiana Real Estate, and Tommy Rains Realtors. Okay, so we're back on Talking Cabernet, and we have our next guest here with us, Lisa Icavoni. I'm saying that right, right? I haven't said your name wrong this whole time. I actually (laughs) never knew how to say your last name. Really? Lisa I. Most people say that, just Lisa I. I think I learned it because on your Instagram handle, it says Lisa Ike. Right? It says Lisa Ann Ike. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh. Ike Avon? It makes oh, sense now. There you go. <laughs> oh. There you go. Yeah. So, um, Lisa, tell us a little bit about like what your role here is at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Michigan Real Estate, Northern Indiana Real Estate, and Tommy Ryan's Realtors. That is We got to get everybody in, right? <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your role here. Okay. Well, my role has evolved since the day I started. Um, I've been... With Berkshire Hathaway here at the Beltline office for just over eight years. And I started as a location manager for the Beltline office and have been able to grow into many other roles, um, which I love about the company. Um, I'm all about utilizing everyone's highest and best, and they've really allowed me to do that. Um, So today, I wear many hats um, transitioning into um, a new role, but um, currently, I am still um, a regional manager for the Grand Rapids um, market here and work with um, three other location managers. And then I am a in a new role mm-hmm. as vice president of operations. And I actually started working in this role over a year ago. Um, we really focused on organizational health. And with that, um, I started to work hand-in-hand with many of the departments. So... Um, love working with everyone and and really creating that bridge between the departments that serve the agents and then also working directly with the agents. And that's how we all get to work with Lisa because mm-hmm. she's an honorary marketing team member. And I love being on marketing. <laughs> um, I'm part. definitely this is my favorite team. Not well, I shouldn't yes. say that. Oh, <laughs> take that! Shots fired, everyone else. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm not creative, so I think this is just really fun because I get to experience all the creative um, side of what marketing does and the process Mm -hmm. and the fun that you guys like to have while doing that. And um, so it brightens my day sometimes. It gives me a break from other things, and I enjoy being with you girls. Well, we enjoy having you. I was going to say, I love it when you come to our meetings and are around just our happenings. I feel like your, like, enjoyment of the difference makes our enjoyment more, too. I think, like, when you come to our meetings, I'm just like, Lisa's here. We get to talk. We get to do things. Like, it's just a lot of fun. Well, what I love about it is um, I take it, you know, I'm very serious about I am the voice of the agent. And yeah. I want them to be heard. 
So I take that serious because I think for the departments to understand on how to serve the agents and be able to provide the support that they need, um, you need to understand what that is. Mm -hmm. So I think I do have a good grasp of um, agent need, and, and I'd like to be able to be that point person for them. So Yeah, and kind of infuse it and make sure we're always thinking of that. I think it's a perfect reminder for our team to just yes. always make sure that we're looking at how we can best serve our agents and I like that bring you new stuff to us. See, that is fun because I think I can be very challenging for you girls sometimes, mm -hmm. which um, can cause problems, but it's all out of doing what's best for um, the agents. So. Yeah, and we talked to Ty and Lindy last week, and Lindy brought up your name a few times and said how motivated she was by the things you tell them. And Yeah, and I think that's what I love about um, my role is that I'm able to connect with the agents and be able to help them with mm -hmm. some of their personal needs with negotiating or um, whatever it is, and um, some coaching. Um, I love to help in the mastermind group, and I think that's what Lindy was referring to. Yeah. Um, Mike Renhug runs our mastermind group um, here in Grand Rapids region, and he invited to me invited me to be a guest um, facilitator mm -hmm. a couple months back. Okay. And, um, the topic was really understanding your value and what you bring to the table, and um, Lindy was part of that group. Okay. So um, listening to the podcast, I was mm -hmm. excited that she really um, took some of the things she heard and applied it, and I think it's really helped her to be a stronger agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we really want this podcast to kind of serve as an education tool for our agents and really just real estate agents in general. So. Can you give us a little tidbit that came out of that guest facilitator of the mastermind group? Yeah. Like how to fight for your, you know, know your worth as an yeah. agent? So um, Mike asked me to um, sit in and help with, um, he was had a strong group at the table and some of them were starting to just get beat up a little bit in the marketplace with um request from sellers and difficult sellers or buyers and managing expectation. Um, so we focused on really understanding your value and your worth and what you bring to the table. I firmly believe that if you do not understand your own value and what you're worth, no one else is going to. And they're always quick to be able to tell you what you're worth rather than experience what you're able to do for them. So I think for Lindy, um, that really stood out um, about being very firm in understanding who you are, what the goal of um, the appointment is with your customers, buyers, or sellers, and then also really running your own business. So come up with your business plan. Practice your business plan. Um, role play. Because when you get in front of customers, that's not when you're going to want to practice. You're going to yeah. want to have done that before. But really trying to encourage everyone to take ownership of their business and run it as a business and be confident in what you're coming to the table with and what you're you know, selling. Um, so that really comes down to understanding your value and not being wishy-washy and mm -hmm. not being like, oh, they want me to do this, so now I'm going to switch gears and offer this. Um, and it really came down to, to commission. And I really sure. feel like fighting for a full commission, the only person that needs to fight is you. You need to be able to sell that and the why mm -hmm. and be confident in what you're doing. And I think that resonated with, with yeah. Lindy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, she did say that. I agree. Um, 
I do want to make a note that yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, construction going on in the background. Oh, yes. I should mention, <laughs> welcome to the East Beltline office. Um, this you. has been a very long project, and there's always background noise, so I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. It just is happening. It's just there. Yeah, so I think they're taking down, <laughs> um, taking down the, a, wall. a wall right now that has separated the walkway to the new building. Um, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw light through that yeah. through that wall a second <laughs> ago. There's light peeking yeah, through that wall. Exactly. That wall has been up for over a year. Over right? a year. Yeah. yeah. So yep. it's kind of like breaking down those walls. Mm-hmm. You can see how mm-hmm. close they are to opening that new yeah. side of this campus. Really, because yes. you're you mentioned that you are still an office manager here at the Beltline Building, and so um, it was. November 2017, I think, when the construction started um, or when you broke ground on the new side of this campus. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about like the history of the campus, why uh, it's such a big thing? Because I think we've talked about it maybe already in both of the podcasts we've done so far. We've we've mentioned mentioned it. it. We never we never explained exactly what this East Beltline building is. So I don't know if anybody listening was like, why do they keep talking about that? What is that? So now we want to clarify. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go back a few years. Um, I think it was like 2007, 2008. Um, Steve Faze was getting ready to um, break ground on a new building. And with the market changing and um, maybe just considering pulling back, it wasn't the right time. Um, when we finally, in 2017, made mm-hmm. the decision to move forward with the plans mm-hmm. to build this new building, this really was his dream. Yeah. This was Steve's original office, and he worked here daily, and um, he really um, was excited about being able to add this new building and create this unique real estate campus. So in 2017, worked um, closely with him and um, the group and made the decision to move forward. So we have been under construction for quite a while. So with the building, Mm -hmm. Steve Faze's dream Mm -hmm. to have this new building go up and create this unique real estate campus. with the campus feel, what he wanted to accomplish is that our corporate office would move into our existing building and the real estate agents would move into the new building mm-hmm. with a connector between both buildings. Yeah. Um, the connector actually has turned out amazing. I'm so um, excited yeah, to see. It, um, it will have um, a closing room, a conference room, and then also a boardroom that um, Steve has never had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be really exciting for the corporate team to be able to utilize and um, also be connected to the real estate side. Definitely. So um, we're really excited about the new East Beltline campus. Um, the move-in date still is a moving target. <laughs> um, you know, like with any project, there's always obstacles that we face. Mm-hmm. and. Um, but we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. So sometime in July, we should be able to um, get the agents moved over. Um, so in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah maybe it's three so weeks. <laughs> by the time this, by the time this podcast 29th. is published. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just saying it will probably be sometime in July. I don't have an exact date. Um, 
But I think what you girls probably notice every time you pull up here is all the extensive work to mm -hmm. be oh, yeah. outside of the, the campus. Yeah. And that's what's so exciting. Um, beautiful patio. You see all the plantings mm -hmm. and the landscape mm -hmm. happening. I know. I rolled up this morning. I was like, look at all those beautiful yeah. plants. Yeah. Like, we've got flowers. The mulch looks great. Like, everything looks top-notch outside. Well, I think the goal of tying in both offices and our corporate team and our agent side is that we're creating this outdoor in, um, work area that um, is going to have a barbecue grill. It's going to have a pizza oven. It's going to have some extra things, a fire pit, mm -hmm. yeah. um, Wi-Fi enabled out there so that you can sit out there and work. Mm -hmm. So really trying to pull everyone together in a workspace that is unique and different than just your normal real estate yeah, office. Yeah, I was going to say, how many people can say they can go outside and barbecue at work? Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be so, really fun. Yep. And we're also excited about... Um, hosting events and being able to let agents host events and mm -hmm. um, utilize the space. It's really like set up to be able to be that everyone that's part of the company can be able to use the space mm -hmm. and be able to um, bring people in and experience what we've created here. Yeah. It also sits on a small little lake, which gives it a, a really private, you know, great feeling it's like a with, calming like yeah, relaxing environment yeah, yeah with, and we need that mm -hmm. we need that like zen moment during the day so um we're excited what that's going to be able to do for everyone yeah so i know you mentioned corporate will be moving into the old side of the building and the agents will be moving over um how do you see that benefiting both sides both corporate and agents of being able to work so close together well we've been fragmented and how we're all working so for me personally mm -hmm. to have all of the departments on site and in one place, um, it's going to make my life much easier. Um, <laughs> the whole move is for yeah, Lisa. this whole building. <laughs> yeah, Just this for whole Lisa. building. As long exactly. as it makes your life easier. Yeah. <laughs> so having the corporate team right here and being able to see them every day and be able to communicate, I think it's just going to improve um, on anything that we do and how we serve. Mm -hmm. So um, on the corporate side, that's what I'm really excited about. I'm also really excited to have corporate be amongst the agents. Um, sometimes there can be a disconnect on what we do and who we are. And I just think it's going to be a great opportunity to bridge that. Um, and that, you know, great is in Grand Rapids, but that really is going to help everyone within this company, no matter what region that mm -hmm. they're working out of, because having corporate really plugged in and engaged with the agent side is just going to make us stronger. Yeah. And um, like you said, like, I know there's a bit of a mindset that this is only for Grand Rapids, but this is for the entire company. We want to mm -hmm. encourage anybody to come here and enjoy this with us. Exactly. We are actually going to have some... Um, you know, flex space that will be able to host some things that for mm -hmm. the company that will have everyone be able to come in for. Um, even, you know, our monthly manager meetings that we have, um, regional manager meetings, um, we'll be able to host them right here and not need to go off site, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. So that it gives them the opportunity to really get a feel of what Steve's been able to create here. Um, but yeah, this is for the company as a whole. This is not specific to Grand Rapids. Steve's never been about one region or one office. And um, we're just excited to be the ones that can, you know, host everyone and have them here and yeah. let everyone experience it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the cool things um, about the building is that you've taken a lot of care to build in features that 
agents and our uh, corporate staff will really value. Uh, one of those I think we're really excited, specifically here and now while we're <laughs> listening to the construction, is this new room that's built for podcasting or recording audio or even visual or video, um, which is going to help all of those agents actually have kind of that leg up that their office houses this space that's specifically created for that. Um, but what are some of the other spaces that are getting built in that kind of are different that you don't always see in a office space? Well, we definitely have done our research and yeah. put a lot of time into um, information gathering and um, looking at how we would like to see the agents be able to work. Um, a lot of time, energy, and effort went into how our agents going to work in the future. Not so much how we're currently working today, but how do we stay relevant, you know, five, ten years from now? So really put a lot of thought into that. Um, this did not go up quickly. Um, you'll hear of other brokerages say we're moving to a new office, and in three months they're in a new office. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we've definitely put a lot of time and energy into really yeah. researching. Um, what we like to say is that the building offers so many amenities that everyone can use. Mm -hmm. And those amenities is really the differentiator in what makes us different. Um, also, all the unique spaces. You could come into work all week and every day you could work in a different space. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of areas that agents all are able to participate and use rather than it just be allocated to one team mm -hmm. or one agent or you know, yeah. administrator. Yeah. And that's how a lot of companies are doing it now, mm -hmm. having those like community areas to jump around and get involved with their peers and bounce ideas off of each other. So, well, I actually, um, was um, able to travel to Chicago for the past three years and attend the Neocon conference. Okay. Um, and I went with Alexis Faze, who is the one that's leading the way with this building. And um, also the architect um, we met with and our um, furniture representative um, that we've worked directly with on um, ordering all of our, <clears throat> excuse me, furniture. So I was the agent voice and how they'll actually use it and how mm -hmm. agents think. Mm -hmm. And um, so three years we were there gathering information and where we started out and where we ended up today, I think we've done an amazing job of mm -hmm. really thinking about everyone. And just like you gals mentioned, um, a lot of agents are moving to video and podcasts and all these different ways of communicating with their spheres. Mm -hmm. So um, we did focus on a, the lower level conference room being equipped to be able to um, handle that. So excited to start seeing agents use that too. Yeah, yeah for sure. It'll be a lot of fun to see some of the stuff um, that they create. I think we have typically set our podcast stuff up in a relatively empty space up till now. And so now we're in that Beltline building and we've had several people poke their head in while we were setting up all of these like crazy mechanical arms and say, oh, what are we doing in here? Are we doing a radio show? And <laughs> like, it's so fun to um, see kind of the excitement around something that's new and different that they've probably heard at a few conferences. I think I really got the idea that like we had to do this at a conference. And um, now it's really cool that they can see it actualized right in their own building instead of having to go seek out those resources. So, Well, I think at the national convention, Kristen, that you yeah. attended in Las Vegas, with us, um, I remember the one speaker talking about blogging, like 
you know, no one's blogging anymore. Like it was anymore. a thing of the past. A thing of the past. And now it's all about video and podcast. And so when you girls came to me and requested, like, we'd love some equipment mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Um, it was fun working through the details and um, being able to get you girls set up because yeah. I'm excited to see what you're going to be able to do. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, your family life. And we know you've got a, a subject that you love to talk about, those sweet, <laughs> sweet grandbabies. Yes, I do. Um, well, I'm extremely busy in my role here. So I think I'm just at a point in my life that my kids are both grown and both married now. So I have more time to focus on work, I guess. That's how I look at it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a little easier. I'm not as many people depending on me at home. So, um, which obviously has allowed me to really grow in this role. So, um, but I um, do have um, two little grandbabies. I have Hendrix, who is two, and Phoenix is four months. It's like the cutest name ever. So two little boys. My daughter lives in Houston, and um, that makes it a little challenging. And Mm -hmm. everyone's always like, oh, isn't it so hard? She lives Mm -hmm. so far away. But the way I look at it is when I do visit, um, I'm able to stay right there in their home. So I'm with them the whole time that I'm yeah. visiting. So I feel like I get the best of like all the quality mm-hmm. and quantity of the time I'm there with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they were here, um, my life is so busy that you know I'd get a little you know, window here or there, Mm -hmm. or I'd probably babysit more. Mm -hmm. But um, just for the full family experience, um, we get a ton of quality time with my daughter Mm -hmm. and Mm son-in-law and the kids. So Mm -hmm. we love, you know, visiting and they come here too. So we're fortunate. We're very fortunate that we're able to see each other as much as we do. Yeah. I love it when she comes (laughs) around a corner and she's like, look at this baby. She shows me a picture on her phone. I know. And that's the beauty of FaceTime and, you know, how instant we can Mm -hmm. get the pictures and um we facetime every day with them and Aww. yeah so and you heard them you know when hendrix was here he calls me yeah. mimi so Aww. when he does his little <laughs> mimi chant i love it Aww. so when he sees me on the phone um you know he's like mimi mimi <laughs> so i love it that <laughs> melts my heart yeah thing. so yep so i'm planning on traveling um the fourth of july week oh, um, nice. to go to houston who goes to houston in july i know Crazy. It is going to be so hot and humid. But, um, you know, this is what we do for grandbabies. Exactly. Anything for grandbabies. I actually, um, everyone thought I was crazy, but we had a vacation scheduled Labor Day weekend a few years ago. And it was when the hurricane was coming to Houston area. And we flew in the night before the hurricane hit because I was not going to let that you know, yeah, keep me from like, I have to go. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Yeah, so I kind of am crazy in that way. So. <laughs> well, you'll do anything for your grandbaby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. And everyone says, oh, my gosh, just wait to your grandma. You're going to just love it. And I never was one of those people like, oh, my gosh, I have to have grandkids, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. But I will tell you, once you do have them, it is 100% true. It's amazing. Way better than being the mom. Way better. Way better. (laughs) You don't have to deal with the difficult. I can give them back. I know. But it's just way more fun. So 
something to look forward to in life. <laughs> all right. Well, all, I can't wait to have those yeah, grandbabies. Exactly. <laughs> We're all looking forward to it. Yeah. You gotta you have to you all have to go through, you know, having your own and sure. watching them grow up and then you earn your way to being a grandma. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like a, a pay as you earn kind of thing. Exactly. You get the return later on. Yeah, return on definitely right and there. you get to say paybacks to your oh, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly yeah. how it works. So and it's fun to watch. So. Yeah. Dana's I, got her baby, me and Kristen have dogs. Yeah, so. <laughs> dog mom. I will say, though, there's certain things like that my mom used to tell me that I now say to my dogs. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like I should be saying them to a kid. But You're it's just like, practicing. For now, You're I've practicing got the dogs, before but, you have the kids. Well, yeah. what's funny is when my kids um, were a little bit older and both away in college, I did purchase um, a mini golden doodle. Mm-hmm. And he is adorable. So Carl. So and then, so one left to went co- to college, and I I purchased the dog. Mm-hmm. And then my son left to go to college, mm-hmm. and I purchased another one. And everyone <laughs> said, "Oh, you just replaced your kids with dogs." I'm like, I don't know what people have this problem with with this empty nest thing, and they all get like freaked out. Like I'm gonna be so sad. I'm like, oh no, like, listen, just give me all the dogs. dogs. Yeah, it's all good. Too funny. Too mm-hmm. funny. I didn't know you had two dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, do. so cute. Tucker and Rudy. Oh, I love Tucker. And Rudy's adorable. Well, um, tell us a little bit about, um, like, did the kids grow up here in Grand Rapids? Have you guys always been in Grand Rapids? We have. Um, My husband and I actually um, went to high school together. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, and then our kids actually graduated from the same high school that we went to. Wow. You don't hear that very often. No, we're both from the west side, and, you know, that's a pretty tight-knit community. Sure. Um, So both our families, um, you know, we grew up there and raised our kids there. So my son still is um, in town, and then, like I mentioned earlier, my daughter's in Houston. Both mm-hmm. my kids went away to college, so I feel like they spread their wings a little bit and got off the west side of Grand Rapids. Sure. Grand Rapids <laughs> they but... didn't just go to GBSU mm-hmm. no. here in town. Nope. Or... No, that yeah. was an option. That was not an option. <laughs> they needed to go farther. So You were like, you will move at least an hour away. <laughs> exactly. That was kind of the talk. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so um, both our families are still here. We both come from large families, so... I'm fortunate that, um, you know, we're so close and mm-hmm. get to see everyone. Yeah. So you have been practicing real estate in Grand Rapids then for your entire career? My entire career. So yeah. I've been um, licensed, I believe it's 26 years. That's amazing. And yeah. And um, what's kind of unique about my story is that um, about a year in to being licensed, I actually joined Prudential at the time. And yeah. I worked right here at this East Beltline office. Yeah. And Steve Faze was my manager. He was the owner, but he was the manager. Sure. So um, I was here for about 10 years. Loved it. Loved the people. And many of the people that are here today were here then. That's so amazing. Yeah. So the loyalty from this core group of Steve's office is just amazing. Um, so I left and started my own brokerage. Kind of got a little bored and just wanted something to do, something challenging. And um, I was never really looking to start a brokerage to grow and have a lot of agents. Just was kind of ready to do something on my own and um, just focused on that. And then over that 10-year period, um, I ended up with 12 agents at one point. And that really was not from strong recruiting. That was more from just doing transactions with agents and getting to know them and then 
just surrounding myself with people that were like-minded and um, we just enjoyed being around each other. Absolutely loved what I was doing. And then um, Steve Faze reached out to me in early 2011 and was looking for someone to manage um, the Beltline office. And after about three, four months of, you know, just... Coming and high. Yeah, and talking about it through. Um, I just realized that what I had done in the, you know, the 10 years of my own brokerage probably was prepping me and helped me be prepared for the opportunity that he put yeah. in front of me. And, um, you know, a door opened and I went through it and I never looked back. And it's been amazing. So, yeah, yep. I think just one of your unique skill sets that truly not everyone has. Um, and this is kind of coming from like someone that you manage directly is that you have a really unique ability to find people the right lane that they're supposed to be in and to say whether or not they shouldn't be doing a different lane. Like you can kind of pick that out and say, like, I want to help you get to the thing that's going to make you thrive. And I think that's probably a part of how you grew that brokerage. You know, you weren't trying necessarily to heavily recruit, but I think the thing that people probably recognized in you is what I've recognized is that you're really able to say, like, we're going to get you in your highest and best. Like, that's one of highest my favorite phrases that yeah. you say yeah. is because it really, like, I think it hits people that, you know, she's really got, like, my best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes you an amazing manager and uh, just an amazing, like, regional manager, all of the different levels. I think that's how you really... Uh, helped this company grow and and helped your brokerage grow. So I think it's it really was kind of preparing to get you right into the role that you're yeah, meant to I be in. Totally believe that is what happened, and there was a plan. And I'm glad that my husband strongly encouraged me to be open to the plan um, because I loved what I was doing. I loved the people that were loyal to me and that I'd walk in the door every day and love who I was around. So it wasn't a job. It really was just life, like what you love doing and what you're passionate about. So um, I was very thankful that when the door opened that I, you know, walked through it. And um, working with, you know, starting in this office and, and just reconnecting with the agents and the staff. The staff was here when I was here 10 years earlier. So um, even just starting with them there was some frustration and you could tell they weren't really happy and just digging in and helping them find their way and what was going to make them happy really set the you know the groundwork for um building a really strong office and an office culture and then the opportunity to help open a south office and a cascade office and we're mentor and develop other managers um I had the luxury in my region to be able to grow it from the ground up, yeah. which a lot of you know regional managers don't have that opportunity. Um, they acquire through acquisition and you inherit other cultures. So I've been very fortunate. Um, I love my management team, so committed to them. We love working together. And then um, looking at people's highest and best. I think in life it's just um, when you recognize thing in, you know different things in people, you realize why not develop and leverage what they're gifted at. And I think overall the company is going to gain, mm -hmm. but really the individual is going to really be happy and we're going to put them in a position to succeed. And I think watching a lot of people just go through the motions and maybe do something that not necessarily, you know, they feel like they're succeeding, but they're doing what they need to do. 
um, we can come become very complacent. And I love to watch people just thrive. And when you put them in a position that we're using their highest and best, I just watch them grow and be really excited and passionate about what they do. And that's what creates that positive culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, people talk about culture all the time. And really, it's not, culture isn't spoken. It's really more felt. And I just love when people walk in and say, wow, it just feels like everyone here is so happy and positive. Mm -hmm. And um, they just feel it. Mm -hmm. So to me, like, that's what makes me thrive is helping people and developing people. I love it. Yeah. So... uh, what advice would you give to new agents who are just getting into into this industry? How do you suggest them staying motivated? Just what would, if you could tell them something, what would you tell them? Well, I think one of the number one things that I would share with a new agent getting into the business as you is that you have to engage. Mm-hmm. You have to plug in. The platform is here. The people are here. You know, we really provide at our brokerage um, people. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes us different. We say full service, but really what we're saying is people. We have all of these people here to help you and support you. But you can't, you know, benefit from the value of that unless you're here and plugged in. So get into the office. You know, really become part of the fabric of the office. You know, everyone wants a fun, cool, hip office. They want to feel engaged. Right. But they really have to plug in and participate in that. Mm -hmm. It's not one-sided. So um, for new agents, I think you need to choose a brokerage that is going to provide a platform that you feel is going to help you become successful, not only in your real estate sales, but in your own personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. Because that's important. You know, we have to be self-motivated. We have to manage our time. There's so many things that an agent has to do with running their own business. Attached to a brokerage that's really going to support that and help motivate you. Yeah. I, You know, I find a lot of new agents get in and they don't really make the commitment to be in the office a lot. They're really excited mm-hmm. about managing their own schedule. Yeah, like working from home. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say that I feel like one of the attractive things about this industry is you can make your own schedule mm-hmm. and you can choose when to come to the office and choose when to stay home. So it's important to keep in mind that you do need to come to the office to be successful. Right. Well, I think what when you're at home, who there is pushing you? Right. Who there is going to help you when you have a question? Or even just listening to other agents in the office and the dialogue and objection handling and maybe the obstacles they're facing Mm -hmm. and talking through things. I think that's, you have to desire not only to sell real estate and be a great real estate agent, but you have to desire to want to learn. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're really going to learn is be a sponge. You have to be around, you know, successful agents and and people in your industry um, and take participate in Mm -hmm. all the training opportunities that come your way. Um, So by being home, I don't think that you're going to be able to, you know, really fully enjoy the benefit of of what you can by walking Mm -hmm. in the door every day. Yeah. So agreed. You just mentioned something that I want to ask you a little bit later. Okay, We've sure. got a fun game planned for you. Oh, I don't gosh. know if, if it's a good time. We can get right into it. I don't know. Do you guys have any other questions for <laughs> no, Lisa? No, I think this is Otherwise, fine. this game is going to be really fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I think we should do this with all of our podcast guests. So okay, so we'll this just, is new? You're the yeah. guinea pig. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, let's have do you, this. So. Have you ever seen um, Ellen DeGeneres' burning questions? 
I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to so be similar is, to that. This is the okay. Berkshire Hathaway Michigan burning Real Estate questions. version of burning, burning questions. questions. We're just going to ask you random things. And you have to answer them quickly without hesitation. If you want to bang on the table, you can, but probably not. We should get a buzzer like Ellen has yeah, too, so go. that people can go ding yeah. in between each thing. If you guys haven't watched Burning Questions, you should Google it. It's really funny. Um, I'm so not we'll sure just... I'm going to be that funny, but okay. No, it's going to be it. so great. So, um, and I'll preface some of these with like, we love some of the quirky things that you do. So some of these are like the quirky things that you do. Um, okay. So what, um, I'll start with the thing that reminded me to do this topic. Um, what was your favorite con ed or continuing education? You said you really like to learn. So what was your favorite that you've ever done in 26 years? Okay, I'm going to be really honest about Con Ed. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. Sitting still for six hours in a classroom with a bunch of people. Um, I'm fortunate now we get to do it online. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. So. So no favorite Con Ed. No. So okay. the answer is she hates it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do like Jody Patrick. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to sit in a class, at least the instructor, his name is Jody Patrick. He does an amazing job of entertaining us when he knows the content is really dry. So oh, nice. Um, so best vacation you ever took. These topics are so weird and they're going to bounce all the yeah. way around. Probably my most recent was a two week trip to Italy. So oh, had an amazing time. Oh, where did you guys go? All over. We um, Florence, Tuscany, Rome, Amalfi Coast, Naples. Um, one unique thing we did that most peep tourists don't do is we hit this little island about three hours off the coast called Ponza. Oh. And it was where most Italians go and um, for their summer vacations. Okay. And no one spoke English. <laughs> I think there was one person in the hotel that spoke English. So it really let me feel like the real real culture. culture. Um, because most of those other places we're going, everyone spoke English. It was very touristy. I mean, amazing places to see. But So that was really cool. That's yeah, awesome. so we had a great time. Uh, what is your favorite song? I don't even think I have a favorite song. Okay, I like, favorite genre. Then. I like all of. I like so many. Every music. Yes, like ask my husband if you ride in the car with me, um, if I'm listening actually to that live radio or just radio. Uh, I if I don't like the song, I just on my steering wheel. You know, you just press the button, it switches channels. I just keep switching it until I find one I like, wow. and I drive him crazy. Yeah, no, because I, I like so many different Tuning. ones. Yeah, I definitely. I'm not just gonna listen to a song just to listen to it if I don't like it. So. Um, no, I, I mean, you name it. I like uh, many different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, so what is your favorite salad dressing recipe? So oh, pre God. preface okay. to this. So yeah, go ahead. You can let them know Lisa, what I do. Lisa <laughs> keeps this little baggie that has a tiny little bottle of salad dressing in her purse. Everywhere. So when we go, if we're going to like a restaurant, you don't always do it at a restaurant. I always do it at a restaurant. Do, do you? Yes. It's that everywhere. It even better. Meetings, <laughs> restaurants. Doesn't just matter at where the I am. Yeah. So, so I what's never, in that yeah, little bottle? So I never leave the house without it. So um, basically what it is, is I find that a lot of the condiments and salad dressings have so much extra sugar in them. Yeah. So I got on this kick of just making my own. And it's very simple. It's just olive oil balsamic vinegar, and just some organic non-salt seasoning that I okay. buy at Costco. Nice. Um, and I just shake it up and 
throw it in my bag and I go. And whenever I'm out and about, I always can grab a salad with the protein on it and mm-hmm. use my dressing. And I know, okay, that was a really good lunch. Mm-hmm. I love that. That sounds delicious, actually. I, it, actually, and I don't <laughs> measure it. Like, don't ask me how much of each thing. I just... Two tablespoons Yeah, I just... Oil. How quickly <laughs> I'm running out the door in the morning. <laughs> That's what it is. But, Do you make um, it every day? Or is it like once a it's week? It's here oh. today. Yeah, it's here. We should have brought it in. <laughs> that could be our Instagram photo um, for this. No, just Lisa's address. <laughs> it's like nothing major. What Everyone that goes photo. to lunch with me or has lunch with me even at the office knows, knows I like, love how it. it's coming out. Yep. Like, honestly, though, I think I'm going to start this because I have that organic no salt it's seasoning good. from Costco. It's so It's got good. like 20 yes. different spices in yes. it. And I bought this tub two years ago of this seasoning. And like, I'm just struggling. Anymore. No, it still tastes oh, great. Okay. No, it's good. I just struggle to use it, but mm-hmm. I could just stop buying dressing and just buy Okay, just so I think that. the key thing is that when you put it in there, in the oil and the balsamic, um, it sits during the day. Oh, okay. That's and what infuses yes. it. So actually, even the next day, it probably taste even better so maybe there you go Kristen there's your tip for the day I'm so excited I'm thinking about doing one of those whole 30 diets Mm -hmm. and the big thing with that is that you can't have any added sugar right and if you look at your um seasonings that you buy oh all of them uh, they all have sugar so that's when I was like okay I can do this and I started making my own but now I just like my own better yeah so it's not even like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm giving up something yeah so just preferred flavors and I don't care if the you know, the waitresses and waiters see me do it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no shame. In no, I don't you can't. You can't live life worried about what somebody else thinks. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Lessons from Lisa. There you go. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Yeah. All yeah. right. So in our little marketing area, we... Uh, we like snacks, so um, we have we have our designated snack drawer. Lisa likes to come over, and uh, what's your favorite snack drawer? Yeah, item? so I didn't realize there was this, you know, special snack drawer that the marketing department had. But when Kristen was out of town, the girl showed it to me, and it's actually in Kristen's drawer. Yeah, um, and the Swedish fish are yeah. amazing. But I will tell you, when Kristen just joined us. Um, at a leadership meeting to talk about websites, and she brought these red, white, and blue colored something that They're were M&Ms. amazing. Yeah, what were in those? Caramel. When you Caramel. laughed, everybody Caramel. was like, what are these? And I should have brought the bag with me today. I thought so, about it. Um, the Swedish fish are always like that nice little treat. But Kristen always says, oh, but there's more, but there's more. And she pulls out eight other things. I'm like, no, no, no. I just need a couple Swedish fish and I'm good. So just to get me through the day. So okay. the last question, we had a bit of an office debate about yeah. this. No, uh, not a bit of, like no. a full on yeah. debate. Um, <laughs> there's really no other Come way out to with it. Just yeah, say, just it. say it. Do you shake your Pam cooking spray? Oh, it's so much funnier when you just say, do you shake, shake your, your Pam? Pam? <laughs> do I shake my Pam? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So you think about it. I don't even use Pam. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just use olive oil? How about I hairspray? Actually, I don't really use hairspray either. Like aerosol? How do you not use hairspray? Your hair no, stays so hair perfect. Just naturally like that. stays uh-uh. in that wonderful shape. Oh okay, so what you really want to know is what I shake. <laughs> do you shake aerosol anything? Cans. Like, like, yeah, aerosol cans. Um... If I was going to use an aerosol can, I'd say I'd shake it before I yeah. used it. Sure. 
<laughs> and I'm actually surprised you girls didn't bring up my other little quirks about what I travel with. No. Nope. My little thing of coconut milk yeah. for the coffee. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. And then my morning breakfast that I always come yeah, to the yes. table. Tuesday That's morning right. marketing meetings, I always have my little morning the breakfast. Yeah. The chia seeds with coconut milk and fruit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lisa is just, she's got a bag of tricks as well. And actually, here's the funny thing. I do not like to cook. Yeah. So my bag of tricks is that's it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that's. I was just gonna ask. Do you have a cooking book yeah. or anything? No, 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 no. That's it. As long as I have my salad dressing, coconut milk, and my little breakfast, little chia seed coconut milk thing. That's it. Like Lisa's I said recipe. to my husband, like, what groceries do we need? Like this is easy. <laughs> so we pretty much know everything there is to know yep. about that's Lisa. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. I'm gonna. I said one day I'm gonna learn to cook. So maybe in retirement I will. Yeah, I don't so know. Okay. I will never use the word retirement because I don't really believe in that. But yeah. maybe one day when I'm not so busy there helping everyone with their highest and best and helping agents and having fun with the marketing team. Hey, we're going to have a barbecue grill and a pizza oven here soon. I know. So. I don't think you want me to practice on you guys, <laughs> That's though. a new feature. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you want me to practice on you, though. But one day maybe I'll learn. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't I know. I love it. We'll see. Definitely yeah, the most you. interesting part of this podcast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think we should play that game with everyone. I like it. <laughs> yeah, let us let us know. Nobody has been commenting on our podcast yet, so let us know your favorite feature and what you want us to Well, I think see. this game would and be really fun. Feet, yeah. I think it'd be fun. What I want to know is how long did it take you to come up with the question on the Pam? Thir- oh, that one was seconds. yeah that was Tops. sparked from an office debate at the end of last week. Okay. i remember how it started so we were we were cleaning our keyboard yeah. with this oh that's right and it started because mm-hmm. when you shook it you said oh this gets cold and i said well yeah like air fresheners do that too like glade right. and you guys were like i guess i never shake my air freshener so then we got into the discussion of Pam. different aerosols we're, and if you shake them we're obviously very isolated in our <laughs> office right now and we are really excited to I be in the east belt listen, line office i cannot wait to have you girls right here by me so i can really take part more in all these debates, debates and, that we you have. know these Don't questions worry. that you have while i'm in there you know in your office stealing from the snack drawer yeah yeah, yeah. so while you're yeah. commenting what your favorite feature is let us know if you shake your pam Seriously, we need to know. Yeah, okay, everyone. Did you hear that? What <laughs> marketing team? No. Also, yeah. if you have any questions about real estate or marketing or culture, let well, us know those too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yep, and if you'd cool. like any help, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. We had a lot of fun. I know, and I really today. didn't want to do this. The girls, you can, you know, I the love girls. it. Was it painless, though? It was painless. So Actually, painless. this was really fun. So, Good. well, it was just, you know, nailing down the time that I could do this. So, sure. if you would have saw me before I walked in here on a Monday morning, you know, switching gears eight times and handling a lot of things. I was mm-hmm. like, how am I going to walk in here and just sit and do this? Mm-hmm. But this is really fun. Yeah, it's a really good stress reliever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyone else that may get invited to take part in this, please don't do, be afraid. Do not because, say no. Yeah. You won't regret it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Lisa. Yep. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs>